You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Climate denier, racist, Nazi, and anti-Semitism are words that have been exhaustively misused to psychologically beat people into a submission of shame. It is a human control technology that works on many people. When you point out the facts which expose the man-made global warming theory as a hoax, you are called a climate denier or a science denier. We are expected to trust the science even if it doesn't scientifically add up. The group mind has been conditioned to look down upon those who question the official narrative. And the word denier or denial has been made into a curse. This deceptive wordplay, along with the term hate speech, both stem from the Holocaust denial trials of the 1980s. In 1983, the founder of the Canadian Holocaust Remembrance Association, who was a Holocaust survivor, filed a private complaint against German-born citizen Ernst Zundel before the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal. In 1984, the Ontario government joined the criminal proceedings and Zundel was charged of spreading false news by publishing the book, Did Six Million Really Die? The Truth at Last. He was not making claims that the Holocaust did not happen, just that it did not happen as we were told. The main argument was simply challenging the number six million. Many others have worked out the math and concluded that six million would have been impossible based on multiple logistical factors. The charge against Zundel alleged that he knowingly published a false statement intended to stoke racial intolerance. He was found guilty by two juries, but was acquitted by the Supreme Court of Canada in 1992, who ruled it was a violation of the guarantee of freedom of expression under the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. But in 1995, Ewald Althens got three and a half years imprisonment in Germany for asking the same question. From a logical perspective, discussing observable reality should not be so emotionally offensive. But Zundel was a fan of Hitler and was surrounded by extreme neo-Nazis, so there was no sympathy for his persecution. And the term Holocaust denier became the absolute worst thing anyone could be charged with. Zundel left Canada and moved to the United States. In 2003, Germany issued a warrant for his arrest U.S. authorities arrested him for violating immigration rules and deported him to Canada, where he was tried, found guilty, and given the maximum sentence of five years in prison for violating the Volkswehr-Hetzung law in the German Penal Code, which bans incitement of hatred. This quickly evolved into the term hate speech, and those paying attention could see that this would soon be used against anyone the government wanted to silence. The Zionist government, who funds and operates Hamas under the Mossad maxim, by way of deception, thou shalt do war, is openly calling for genocide of all Palestinian people under the banner of their God. Are we still bad people for asking logical questions based on observable facts? The number six million has been ritually used by Zionists since their official beginning in the late 1800s, decades before the Holocaust. It obviously means something. Six million is a six followed by six zeros, and so it can represent 66. 66 is also two-thirds. The Hebrew prophet Zechariah wrote that two-thirds of the nation of Israel 
will be cut off and die. Many believers of biblical prophecy believe that this mass blood sacrifice is necessary in order for their Messiah to return. The Zionists seem to be no friend of the Jewish people, but by simply showing this information, many of you are triggered into thinking that I am an anti-Semite, a racist, or even a Nazi. And yet all I am doing is reporting on the unbiased scientific inquiry that people have had for decades in the pursuit of truth. Mind control is a real threat, and we are all affected. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. That is the latest from Greg Reese. Absolutely incredible, as always. Nobody handles these incredibly controversial issues with the deafness that Greg Reese does. It's called Anti-Semitism and the Origin of Hate Speech. Find and share it at band.video, InfoWars.com. Remember, it's not just these shows. It's all of the great content creators that are all funded by InfoWarsStore.com. We'll be right back. Go to hell, New World Order. We are running some old friends. Is the ship all right? Seems okay if we can get to it. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Harrison, visit InfoWars.com forward slash show now. I hope that old man got that tractor beam out of commission or this could be a real short trip. Okay, hit. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. Visit InfoWars.com forward slash show today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this Rebel broadcast. This is The War Room, InfoWars.com, band.video. All of that, of course, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Thanks so much for being here with us. We have a lot to cover today. Very big show. You know, I thought maybe I'd start with something other than Israel today. Because here's the deal. We do everything live. Absolutely everything we do is just in real time, very little pre-planned. I sort of have an idea of what I want to cover where when we start a show, but once, you know, the, the camera starts rolling and the broadcast starts transmitting, it's all just uh, up in the air. And, I always, you know, there's a classic statement phrase that's like uh, in media, especially news media, it's like, tell them what you're going to tell them, then tell them, and then tell them what you told them. And sort of go, today we're going to cover what's happening in Israel. Here's what's happening in Israel. We just covered what was happening in Israel. I have a different strategy here. It's tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them something completely different, and then uh, ramble about Israel for an hour. So it's a little bit of a different uh, (laughs) dichotomy we have here. Uh, But yesterday I mentioned I wanted to to have a, a bit of a rant about Halloween. And I never got around to doing that because, of course, we had Matt Baker as a guest and on the cusp of World War III, and we just it just never seemed like the most pertinent thing to get to. So we are going to cover what's going on in Israel today. I promise you that. But first, I want to show a video that sort of encapsulates everything I was going to say about Halloween in the first place. Because I think I said something like, you know, Halloween... 
It's like the one day of the year that for some reason brings to light to me the collapse of America. And maybe it's just because I have a memory that's tinted by rose-colored glasses. But I think back to like Halloween when I was a kid and just it was so different than the way it is now. And then you look at the way Halloween is now and it's like like I remember growing up in Houston there really wasn't like Halloween decorations. Like you had pumpkins on the porch. Some people had like the fake cobweb, spider web stuff they'd put on their bushes out front. There'd be like one house maybe. Like I remember there's one specific house. My friend Sarah's house. She had a giant spider that they'd put up on the fence and that was like the Halloween decoration. Now you go around and it's like realistic looking dismembered body parts on the ground and like the creepiest ghouls like leering from the shadows. And there's something very disconcerting about it. It's not like a fun, kind of spooky Halloween decoration. It's like things are gruesome and horrifying and stuff I don't want my kids seeing. I'm like, geez, like you wouldn't, they wouldn't allow this on a billboard. Why is it in your front yard? This is horrifying. Like literally gruesome scenes of like mannequins with chainsaws, you know, chopping each other. It's just like, and I saw somebody on, on Twitter talking about how this was indicative of just the childlessness of our culture and how people just don't value children anymore. And it's like, because these Halloween decorations, they're not for children. They scare the hell out of children. They're for adults. Adults aren't supposed to be caring that much about Halloween. But then on top of that, the neighborhood I'm in is uh, largely Hispanic, big uh, Mexican population. And I, I don't know if, the, I guess they just don't celebrate Halloween Maybe they all go somewhere else. But it's like I'm walking around with my, my kid dressed up like Robin Hood. And it's like nobody's answering the door. It's like, is this Halloween? Is this, is this what you're supposed to remember Halloween as? Is uh, knocking on a bunch of doors and not getting any answer. And then occasionally like a bowl of candy being set out. It's just like so depressing. I don't know. There's something about it that's so just... Blech, just... Sad. I don't know. I just find it sad. Because when I was growing up, it was just like kids running everywhere. Just like, of course, everybody sitting out on their front porch. And you'd have occasional people do like a little haunted house thing for people. But now there's this like really common trend of people packing in like 12 kids to a van and just driving to the nicer neighborhoods to get big candy. And it's just about the, like even more so than things like Christmas and Easter, which obviously have been co-opted by materialism and and are so divorced from their original spiritual import that they're hardly recognizable. But with Halloween, that's happened as well. Where like it, it's supposed to be a time when you get to know your neighbors and you get to meet your neighbors and you get to just hang out with the community. But now everybody's packing their kids into a van to go to some nice neighborhood because it's about greed. It's about getting as much as you can from strangers that you don't don't care about or live next to. So this video went viral over the weekend. And I guess the, the assumption is that these are illegal immigrants. I think they're speaking a, a language that's not English. But obviously people are just taking it as a symbol of illegal immigration, as the generousness of Americans and the rampant greed of people taking advantage of that. And so... On one hand, it sort of perfectly illustrates 
why Halloween sucks now and how just the, the collapse of our culture as a whole and our nation as a cohesive unit sort of exemplified right here. Just like sharks at a feeding frenzy, shoving it all in their back, right? Because it's not about having a good time. It's not about just letting your kids run around the neighborhood and have fun. It's about getting what you can. Get everything that you can. Shove it in your pockets. Grab it out of your kid's hand. The kids aren't even, like half of them aren't even dressed up. So what is this? I mean, is this a is this a holiday or is this just like a vulnerability they're taking advantage of? So that's the other thing. Is it perfectly illustrates something that I've said over and over and over. And if you watch American Journal or you know followed me on Infowars for the last couple of years, I love the phrase "liberty is an unguarded cookie jar." That's literally what we're seeing right now. In other words. Liberty requires vulnerabilities, and to maintain that liberty, you can't take advantage of the vulnerabilities. Because what's going to happen next year? Are they going to leave another big bowl out of candy just to let another you know, ravenous group of strangers steal it all? Probably not. Probably just turn the porch light off, lock it down, not even give out candy. Because we can't have nice things if you take advantage of this. M- morality and self uh, uh, like restricting your own impulses is like a key prerequisite for liberty. And what I see here when I watch this video is just like America is increasingly becoming less capable of handling liberty. Like liberty isn't a, a prize to go do anything you want. It's not just total uh, a warrant to just you know take advantage of everything that you can. It's actually an obligation. It's an obligation to resist the urge to take advantage. It's an obligation to be presented with a vulnerability, with a with the possibility of, of taking advantage of somebody or cutting a corner and being able to get away with it. But you don't because you know it's wrong because you actually value the liberty that you have that gives you the ability to do that. And if you want to maintain that liberty, you have to not act in the most impulsive and greedy ways. So I just think that video is just just illustrates everything everything about modern America at this point. This is why we can't have nice things. Because the other side of that is what's the solution? Like, if you have a cookie jar, and this is a classic thing, right? Who stole the cookies from the cookie jar? But if that cookie jar is locked and has a camera on it and has laser sensors that set off an alarm, well, then you not stealing the cookie is not virtuous. You're just being forced into it. I don't like force. I like people behaving themselves and not taking advantage of every vulnerability. The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant, and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith and we put our trust and we put our destiny in the hands of God. 
it has just been said a trillion times. If God be with us, who can be against us? A lot of listeners have complained in the last two years that our amazing high-quality coffee has not been available. And that's because the prices went up too high for the raw beans and the quality had gone down some. I turned down so many companies that wanted to work with us. But now... We have brought back the coffee, and it's even better from a national supplier that's veteran-owned and veteran-operated. It's powered by the company Minuteman Coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best-tasting, best-smelling, strongest coffee that I have ever drank. It is game-changing. All you got to do is buy a bag of it and try it. I know you're going to be hooked, which will then fund your operation, a 360 win. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now for Escape the Prison Planet Light Roast. That's the strongest. The amazing Medium Roast Wig of America. And finally, the best tasting Dark Roast Tip of the Spear, now exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. Get your coffee now. InfoWars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Of course, the normal host, Owen Schroer, was supposed to call in yesterday to the show, and we never heard from him. Of course, we didn't know why. One of the, one of the many problems that we have when... Uh, our normal host is in prison for his speech. We actually got an answer today. Jailed journalist Owen Schroyer thrown back into solitary confinement after calling friend to post message on X. Journalist Owen Schroyer, this is from Post Millennial. Journalist Owen Schroyer with InfoWars has reportedly been sent back to solitary confinement at FCI Oakdale Prison after a phone call of himself sending a message to his followers was posted to his X account. In the phone call posted on his account Tuesday morning, Schroyer expresses gratitude for the letters that have come for him. Of course, we played that at the beginning of the show yesterday. Schroyer revealed he'd been let out of solitary confinement after spending a week there as part of the COVID protocol, I should add. Schroyer had been placed in solitary confinement as a result of uh, the COVID intake policies. However, it appears as though he uh, has been placed back into solitary confinement. We don't know for how long uh, based on this phone call and this post to X. And I saw other people, you know, leftist on Twitter saying, what is it about January Sixers? They can't just follow the law. It's like, I'm sorry, is there a law that you can't call out from out of prison? That the person that you call can't record that call and then post it online? This is not Soviet Russia. He is not in a gulag. He still has the right to speak out, but apparently not. So all we know now is that uh, he apparently is back in solitary confinement. But of course, being in solitary confinement, we don't have access to him. And this seems totally arbitrary and punitive. Despite they're not, as far as I know, they're not being a law that he violated or a rule or a restriction that he violated. So we don't know. We just don't know, and uh, you know we'll, we'll give you any updates as we get them. But right now, all we know is that, according to reports, he is back in solitary confinement because of the video that we played yesterday, which was, in total, just a message to his followers saying, thank you for the letters. And that's it. 
It's absolutely mind-blowing the way he's being re- uh, treated. And, of course, you can, you can send him letters, but if you want to support InfoWars, you want to support all of us in this fight, please do go to InfoWarsStore.com as that's the only way that we have any income whatsoever. And all of it goes towards not just The War Room, not just American Journal, not just The Alex Jones Show, but of course Band.Video and the incredible content creators we have there, such as Greg Reese, um, Brian Wilson. I mean, there's dozens and dozens of incredible content creators who are banned off of every other platform but have a permanent home at Band.Video. So please share those links and support us by going to InfoWarsStore.com. It's very easy to do so as we have some of the best products in existence. All right, should we do it? Should we just get into Israel? I was trying to put it off for a little while. And it's not going to be the only thing we're going to cover today. We'll get into where Israel is now, where some of the uh, some of the discussion about America's involvement uh, has gone in the last few days. Uh, but we have a ton of videos about Israel, and then we have some very interesting videos to show you, not about Israel specifically, but about the psyops surrounding the conflict. And at this point, I'm trying to come up with a word for it. It's it's clunky. Psyopocracy? It just doesn't, doesn't flow off the tongue. Psychologicalocracy? Psychiatristocracy? We're basically governed by psyops. It's basically just a contest of who has the most effective psychological operation to manipulate and warp the minds of the American people. And that's how you achieve victory in this modern democratic world. And we'll show you some videos that that highlight that. But here is uh, the latest as uh, here's the here's the latest out of you know what's going on in Israel. IDF says its forces are at the gates of Gaza City, saying they took out a Hamas anti-tank missile chief. Netanyahu told the Thai P, uh, prime minister that Israel is working to bring home Thai hostages from Gaza. Lots of numbers about hostages in Gaza that are, that are wildly vary. And I, I don't know which ones to trust. I think the official count is there are 500 Americans in Gaza, but whether they're hostages or not is kind of unclear. And then other people saying there was 1,000. Again, when you kill all the journalists, I guess we just have to go with you know, rumors. But if we want to go to my uh, computer screen here, we can actually see a colorized map uh, that shows where the IDF has gotten to in Gaza. You can see it's largely occupied the fields uh, just on the inside of the wall around Gaza with yellow markers showing where the IDF is uh, currently positioned as they continue to work their way into Gaza. Netanyahu said that uh, Israel works hard as possible to release all the hostages, including Thai nationals, and says those who are wounded are receiving excellent medical treatment, according to Netanyahu's office. But they say they're paying a painful price in troops. And, of course, we identified this the, the day after the attack happened, right? We were up here explaining why a ground invasion into Gaza is not a well-advised concept for Israel as they don't have the infantry in terms of number or experience to penetrate this incredibly dangerous landscape of urban warfare. 
Now, Chief of Staff Lieutenant General Herzi Halevi says in a missive to troops that the, quote, heavy and painful price being paid during the war against Hamas is necessary after 16 soldiers were killed in the past day. There's another number that can't quite confirm. I'm hearing 16. I'm hearing 15. I'm hearing 19. Sounds like something between 15 and 20. However, there's a video, clip number two. This is Israeli Knesset members leaving their meeting crying due to the heavy casualties their military has suffered against Hamas thus far. Clip number two. You see clearly they're um, clear they're feeling it, wiping their eyes, tears. Again, maybe this is over um, 16 soldiers killed. I mean, that's 16 lives destroyed. Obviously a devastating cost. But it seems to me like that much emotion hints that maybe the numbers are higher than are being reported. But that's just my interpretation of it. Hamas claims an IDF strike uh, has hit Jabalia refugee camp for a second day in a row after Israel's Air Force chief accused the terror group of using civilians as human shields. Hamas has claimed Israel airstrikes have hit buildings in the Jabalia refugee camp near Gaza City for a second day in a row, causing many deaths and injuries. The toll from Wednesday's, Wednesday's strike is not immediately known. Al Jazeera Television, which is still reporting from northern Gaza, aired videos of devastation and of several wounded people, including children, being brought to a nearby hospital. The strike came after Israel's Air Force accused Hamas of using civilians as part of their war against the Jewish state. Following the IDF's admission that it carried out Tuesday's attack on the same camp, they killed at least 50 people. So you bomb their homes, then you bomb the refugee camp, and then you bomb the refugee camp again while they're trying to dig out survivors from the rubble. And that's modern warfare. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book. Part two of the Great Reset and the War of the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. Infowars.com forward slash show. The command center in the battle for clarity and truth. Harrison Smith invites you to the war room. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get into, again, just, just uh, an update of uh, what's going on in Israel right now. But I just want to show you some videos that have been published over the last two days out of Gaza. Yeah, this is the first one. We can go ahead and roll this. Uh, this is the Al-Qassam Brigade showing scenes of its fighters clashing with Israeli vehicles east of the Zaytun neighborhood and destroying a number of them. Uh, let's go ahead and roll clip number 12 here. This was released by uh, Hamas yesterday or early this morning.
Uh, the video is rolling. Uh, it's uh, Arabic language. I'm not sure what it says, but this was uh, a clash that occurred yesterday. Al-Qassam Brigade. You see them emerging from the tunnel. Hidden somewhere in the rough around Gaza City, I imagine. Passing up a RPG launcher. Pulling themselves up. Again, not in camouflage or any uh, military garb. Again, this is just uh, some of the, the type of video that's um, being released by the combatants from within Gaza. There you can see the tank in the distance. Fired by a red arrow. And this is the type of danger that Israel is facing entering Gaza. This is the type of... And there you see it firing and scoring two hits before immediately disappearing back into the ground and into the tunnel system. Here's a... I think this is just another angle of the same tank. But again, this is this is what Israel faces, is being surrounded by combatants who can emerge seemingly from nowhere and disappear as soon as the attack takes place. And this is why a ground invasion of Gaza, well, one of the reasons why it was so ill-advised, So there you go. That was that was just released yesterday, and I, I doubt anybody in that tank survived. Could have been at least half of the reported casualties on the Israeli side. Uh, we just saw it take place right there. There's another really incredible video, clip number ten. This is a Catholic mass in Gaza that is suddenly interrupted by an Israeli missile attack nearby. Again, you know, people act like there's no Christians in Palestine or that myself as a Christian would be killed by Palestinians if I went there. Here you see a fairly full chapel of Catholic Palestinians and you see the whole building shake as a missile lands right nearby. And should the targeting be a little bit off or the timing be a bit off from the whether this was an airstrike or a rocket launch. And, you know, instead of this just shaking the windows, we could have seen the entire church and everybody inside obliterated. Thank God that didn't happen. But still, an incredible video out of uh, Palestine, out of Gaza. Let's go now to clip number 10. Horrifying, horrifying. I mean, you see just in front of the cameras, you know, mothers hugging their children close. And I cannot imagine the psychological trauma of knowing that at any moment that noise you just heard could wipe out you and your entire family. It's a state of terror that's frankly amazing um, people can live under. It's absolutely incredible. Some other interesting videos that came out yesterday. Clip number four. I mean, this is this is a crazy video. 
this is Orthodox Jews in Israel being absolutely brutalized by the IDF, supposedly for simply you know, not supporting the government's campaign against Gaza. And you can see just the utter viciousness and brutality that these Jewish Israelis are facing uh, from their own military forces for disagreeing with the government's policies. Uh, let's, let's roll now, clip number four. You see him walk up, put his foot behind, slam to the ground. And that could have killed him. I mean, you hit your head on the concrete, back of your head like that, you're dead. Anybody that, and just all the other soldiers rush up. Here you see another guy just standing there, just standing nearby, grabbed by the scruff of his neck, shoved through a gate, punched in the face, and yeah, brutalized by his own government, by the own, by his own military forces. And you see this guy just not even. I mean, you gotta admire him. You gotta admire him. He's, he's this giant, like six foot five guys hulking over him, and he's just like, "Who do you think you are?" Yeah, it takes a lot of guts to stand up to a, a militarized police force like that. Who's the camera guy? I don't know. It is a perfect shot. I don't know, but we we've seen a lot of videos like this though of Orthodox uh, Jews in Israel, again, just being brutalized and uh, anybody that gets involved gets attacked, even this guy just sort of standing nearby. And it looks like the cameraman retreats back into this hallway and tries to close the gate. But then uh, this guy gets shoved right through and punched in the face. Yeah, and that is a big dude too, that IDF soldier. Just absolutely incredible. And it goes on and on, and we'll get into some of the uh, some of the divisions in Israel that this is highlighting and, and illustrating. But I want to go now to a video of a Palestinian who lost twenty one members of his family. Clip number seven. This is an interview with a Palestinian. Twenty one family members killed by Israel in Gaza. Let's hear what he has to say. Because I believe that uh, some of the major Western media outlets actually are actually complicit in this war crime that Israel is committing against us. Complicit in what way? They provided Israel with the cover and atmosphere to do the massacres against us. The coverage has never been adequate on Palestine. There has been a lot of misinformation. There has been a lot of lies about what actually happened. Not only in this conflict not only since the 7th of October, but for 75 years of the conflict. Now, you're talking about we, speaking as a Palestinian. Israel's very clear that this is against Hamas, a terrorist organization that perpetrated the most horrific atrocities. I can understand why you, in the absolute vortex of your grief, feel anger. But, but, but what can be done for the sake of all those there? Because what we don't want to get into is a war of words and hate, do we? Of course, of course. We don't want a war of war or hate, but we I need to be clear about something. This is not a war against Hamas. My family are not Hamas. My 14 nieces and nephews who are children, all under the age of 13, ranging from 1 to 13, are not Hamas. And they were killed. They were brutally killed while they were asleep. This is not a war against Hamas. 
This is a war against the Palestinian people and it has been always against the Palestinian people. My father is 75 years old and he was born a few months after the Nakba. Do you know what the Nakba is? The Nakba is the year in which Israel, the Zionist uh, militias, force, uh, forcibly displaced 750,000 Palestinian people from their homes and lands to create the state of Israel. This is, this is what actually happened. We have been living under this war and conflict and uh, onslaught and massacres for a long time. And it is right so, now. And it your is the father time to stop was. That. So that is a man named Ahmed, who is the founder of an organization called We Are Not Numbers. He's a, a journalist who had 21 members of his family killed, including, as he just said, uh, over a dozen children, all under the age of 13. Uh, this is not a war against Hamas and. In fact, the Israelis uh, have made that abundantly clear. We'll show you the videos on the other side. And uh, American senators agree with them. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or four thousand bottles of each one of these we got four thousand bottles of the hgh max boost that people love so much we've got about four thousand bottles of 1776 testosterone boost that just came in and we've got about three thousand bottles of pain md incredible natural pain reliever situation all three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. Finally, Vitamin Mineral Fusion is back in stock and now available for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This specially formulated drink mix gives your body the essential vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other beneficial compounds that support optimum health. Vitamin Mineral Fusion goes above and beyond the standard of vitamins and trace minerals. Our exclusive formula is loaded with 34 key ingredients, including vitamin C, E, D, B12, calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium, L-glutamine, CoQ10, alpha-lipoic acid, folic acid riboflavin, and much more. Aside from bolstering your bodily functions, this drink mix is naturally delicious. And unlike capsules and vitamin pills, it's truly a pleasure to the taste buds. So if you haven't already, mix it up and take your health to the next level with Vitamin Mineral Fusion today. Now 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the war is on. We'll talk about America's involvement here in just a second. Just to illustrate what I was talking about at the end of the last segment. We've got a couple of videos here. Because the whole time this has been going on, it's the, the narrative out of Israel has taken a, a bit of a bit of an evolution. It's gone from, you know, we're doing everything we can to avoid civilian casualties to 
well, the civilians were actually human shields, so it's Hamas's fault when we bomb them. Uh, to this point, them saying there is no such thing as a civilian, essentially. Actually, not essentially. Literally, that's what they're saying. So let's go first to this video, the video we just pulled in, clip number nine. This is a former Israeli military officer, Eliyahu, Eliyahu Yossian, uh, saying what he thinks about the so-called civilians in Gaza. Let's watch an all uh, translate He says, there are no innocents in Gaza. There are 2.5 million terrorists. That's why roof knocking is useless. Let's rewarn them first. Roof knocking is for innocents to evacuate buildings, but there are no innocents in Gaza, so no need for those bombs. They're all terrorists. He's asked, do you mean all of them should be killed? He says, in wars, it's what's called the forgiveness hours. And he kind of rambles about, uh, it's, it's kind of nonsense after that. We can just pull it down. You heard it there in the beginning, and he reiterates it at the end. There are no civilians in Gaza. Everyone in Gaza is a terrorist. They should all be killed. Now it was on Israeli television, a former uh, Israeli military officer making that claim. Again, it's just fully mask off, I guess, at this point. And, you know, it's good to see, I mean, it's good to see that they're admitting what the plan is, what the reason for this bombing is. It's good to see Good Morning Britain, that clip we just saw, give time to the Palestinians to actually explain what it's like to lose 21 of your family members, half of them children, more than half of them children. And even CNN is sort of sort of dipping their toe and questioning what's going on. Of course, they've never met a war they didn't like. But the actions of Israel at this point are so egregious, so objectionable, so ruthless and unnecessary even Wolf Blitzer is like made a little bit uncomfortable about this. And this has to do with the bombing of the Jabalia refugee camp. Clip number 11. Here's Wolf Blitzer asking an Israeli army commander with a strange accent about the bombing blast that's killed dozens. Let's watch. Yes, I can. We went. We were focused again on our target, a senior, senior commander wolf, and we'll be updating uh, you with more data as the hour moves ahead. But even if that uh, uh, Hamas commander was there amidst all those Palestinian refugees who are in that in that Jabalia refugee camp, Israel still went ahead and, and dropped a bomb there, attempting to kill this Hamas. Uh, this Hamas, Hamas commander, knowing that a lot of innocent civilians, men, women, and children, presumably would be killed. Is that what I'm hearing? That's not what you're hearing, Wolf. We, again, were focused on this commander. Again, who you'll get more data who this man was. Uh, killed many, many Israelis. Uh, we're doing everything we can. These are, it's a very complicated battle space. There could be infrastructure there. There could be tunnels there. Uh, we're still looking into it, and we'll give you more data as the hour moves ahead. But you know that there are a lot of refugees, a lot of innocent civilians, men, women, and children in that refugee camp as well, right? This is the tragedy of war, Wolf. I mean, we, as you know, we've been saying for days, move south, 
civilians that are not involved with Hamas, please move south. Yeah, uh, just uh, trying to get a little we, bit more information. Uh, you knew there were civilians there. You knew there were refugees, all sorts of refugees. But you decided to still drop a bomb on that refugee camp attempting to kill the Hamas commander. By the way, was he killed? I can't confirm yet. There'll be more uh, updated. He, yes, we know that he was killed. Um, about the civilians there, we're doing everything we can to minimize. Uh, I'll, tell, I'll say it again. Sadly, they are hiding themselves within civilian population. And again, we are doing this stage by stage. And we're going to go after every one of these terrorists who was involved in that heinous attack on the 7th of October. Wolf. Lieutenant Colonel, I'm having trouble hearing you, uh, but let me move on. I assume you can still hear me. Yeah, really, this, this is horrifying. This is horrifying. I mean, what is this? And Wolf Blitzer is just like, so you killed all the civilians? He's like, well, it's very complicated. Is it? Oh, is it that complicated? Well, I mean, maybe. They could have had tunnels under there. We don't know. But we had to kill this commander. Did you kill the commander? Ah, maybe. Again, we don't know. We're just not sure. Dozens have died. That refugee camp, which was filled with people whose homes had already been destroyed, was bombed not just once but twice. Hamas claims IDF strike has hit Jabalia refugee camp for a second day in a row after Israel's Air Force chief accused the terror group of using civilians as human shields. I mean, I guess you have to. If you're going to kill the civilians, you're going to want to label them something like human shields. Not that that's an excuse. Like, it's not an excuse. It's ridiculous. Completely nonsense. I mean, that is the, that's the ATF version of killing civilians, right? I mean, the ADF didn't even say that. Even the ATF didn't lower themselves to that. They spread the lie that uh, the Branch Davidians burned themselves to death. Even they didn't have the chutzpah to say, well, they were hum- well, those 80 children we killed, they were human shields, so they had to die. But it's essentially the same thing. The IDF says uh, the Tuesday strike killed the Hamas commander. Maybe. We don't know. Hamas later claimed seven of the hostages taken from Israel by Hamas terrorists uh, were also killed in the strike, including three foreign passport holders. So they're killing the hostages that they're trying to save. And yeah, Lindsey Graham says uh, that's fine. He says civilian deaths don't matter. And we'll get to that on the other side as we talk about the involvement of America in this as we continue not just to provide cover for Israel to carry out this continuing massacre – but also are now sending troops by the hundreds to help them, help them out. So let's go to clip number six here. These aren't people of any certain uh, rank or authority in Israel, just your average Israeli mimicking what you just heard the former Israeli commander and uh, that spokesperson, uh, spokesperson say, Here's uh, Israelis calling for the genocide of Gaza. Let's watch. Bombarding, uh, I think we can do a lot more inside of Gaza. Uh, it's a fight between the good and the bad, the good and the evil. The only innocent people that are in Gaza now 
are the 229 hostages that were taken. Once they will go back to Israel, we will bomb Shifa Hospital, all the hospitals, all the tunnels and kill them all. It's about time. The world knows that. There's no argue about that. We are the center of the world now. Mm. Greatest allies, folks. Greatest allies on earth. Yeah, once we get the hostages out, or once you kill them with bombing raids, like, uh, you might as well, right? I mean, you're already killing hostages with your bombing raids, so, you know, why wait? Why not unleash the full-scale genocide like that person just advocated for? And just think about the mindset that you have to be in and the, the atmosphere of discussion around you for you to feel comfortable in saying, kill the women and the children, kill them all, wipe them all out, it's time, we're the center of the earth now. Horrifying, but Lindsey Graham agrees. Civilian casualties in Gaza don't matter, apparently. And apparently we're going to help make more of them because we are sending more and more troops to the Middle East. German defense chief says people have to get used to the idea of a war in Europe and the Third World War. It's not just not being avoid. You know, it's not that our leadership is trying to avoid it. They're actively bringing it on. And they're going to bring us all down with them. We'll show you that on the other side. I do want to remind you to go to InfoWarsStore.com. Support everything that we do here, bringing you the truth, or at least trying to, by digging through the lies and identifying little nuggets of truth to be found. Band.video, InfoWars.com, InfoWarsStore.com is how you support us. Get BrainForce Ultra right now at 60% off. Incredible nootropic, 48 servings in that little bottle. And right now, it's more than half off. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. The lobby is a loose coalition of groups and individuals that works openly to influence American foreign policy in a pro-Israel direction. It includes organizations like APAC, the Anti-Defamation League, Christian groups like Christians United for Israel, think tanks like the Washington Institute for Near East Policy, publications like the Weekly Standard or the New Republic. And this is a broad definition, but if you think about it, most interest groups in the United States have lots of different components to them. The environmental movement isn't just Greenpeace or the Sierra Club. It also includes think tanks, sympathetic academics, and journalists, just like the pro-Israel movement does. Like other interest groups, the Israel lobby is not a cabal or a conspiracy, and the groups and individuals in it don't agree on every issue. But they do agree on wanting to preserve the special relationship. Final point here, the lobby is not synonymous with Jewish Americans. Many Jewish Americans don't support the lobby's positions, 
and groups like the so-called Christian Zionists aren't Jewish. The lobby is defined by its political agenda, not by ethnicity or religion. Like other special interest groups, the lobby works in two main ways. First, groups like APAC exert influence inside the Beltway by helping get allies appointed to key positions in the government and by giving politicians clear incentives to adopt positions that they favor. For example, by steering campaign contributions towards pro-Israel candidates and away from candidates who aren't. The lobby's influence, of course, is no secret. APAC was ranked the second most powerful lobby in Washington in a 2003 survey of congressmen and their staffs. And Bill Clinton said it was, quote, better than anybody else lobbying in this town. Newt Gingrich called it the most effective general interest group across the entire planet. And former Congressman Lee Hamilton, who served for 34 years, said there's no group that matches it. They're in a class by themselves. Former Senator Fritz Holling said, as he was leaving office, you can't have an Israel policy other than what AIPAC gives you around here. And that's why Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Olmert said AIPAC was, quote, the greatest supporter and friend we have in the whole world, and Jeffrey Goldberg of The New Yorker called it a leviathan among lobbies. Now, of course, it's not just AIPAC, but it's also a number of other groups and individuals including, as I've mentioned, a subset of the Christian evangelical movement. The second strategy is to try and shape public discourse and American perceptions so that Israel is viewed favorably by most Americans. Pro-Israel think tanks and commentators produce a steady diet of op-eds, articles, books, and media appearances intended to shape these perceptions and influence policy. Media commentary in the United States tends to be pro-Israel, and there's simply no equivalent in the United States to Israeli journalists like Akiva Elder, Gideon Levy, or Amira Haas, who are frequently critical of Israeli policy. My point is not that these critics are always right and that pro-Israel pundits are always wrong. My point is that voices like theirs are almost entirely absent from mainstream media in the United States. But even so, various pro-Israel watchdog groups monitor media coverage, organize boycotts and demonstrations against news agencies that publish or broadcast anything critical of Israel. And there's numerous examples of this taking place. Finally, last but not least, efforts to stifle criticism often include smearing critics by accusing them of being anti-Semitic. After former President Jimmy Carter published his book, Palestine, Peace, Not Apartheid, last year, Martin Peretz of the New Republic said, quote, Carter will go down in history as a Jew hater. A critic in the Washington Post compared Carter's views to those of David Dukes. Needless to say, such charges were routinely leveled at us after our article was published, even though there's not the slightest shred of evidence to support them. Pro-Israel groups use these smear tactics for three main reasons. First, to distract people from the real issue, which is American policy. Second, to deter people from criticizing Israel or criticizing the lobby itself. No sensible person wants to be labeled an anti-Semite, so some people just keep quiet. And finally, this tactic marginalizes people in the public arena. After all, what politician would want to associate with someone who's been accused even falsely of being anti-Semitic. All right, folks, we'll be right back. That is a uh, former Harvard professor talking about the Israeli lobby here in the United States, most powerful one. 
war room with Harrison Smith is where the shields of truth are forged in the fires of inquiry. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the second hour of the War Room. We'll open up the lines for your calls before be joined by our guest, Suleiman Ahmed, in the third hour. Let's just finish up here with our Israeli coverage by giving you a 30,000-foot view of what has occurred in the last 24 hours and how America seems to be on the verge of really getting involved in a full-fledged way. First, from uh, Press TV, Tel Aviv, killing of Israeli soldiers in Gaza is a, quote, hard and painful blow. The Israeli military has announced that 11 Israeli soldiers were killed and several others sustained serious injuries while fighting members of the Palestinian Hamas resistance movement in the northern part of the besieged Gaza Strip. So again, 11, some are saying 19, other reports saying 16. What we know is that at least 11 soldiers have died in the last 24 hours as a result of the conflict there. There are fierce confrontations ongoing south of the Zaytun neighborhood with local sources reporting that Palestinian fighters and Israeli forces are engaged in heavy fighting in that neighborhood southeast of Gaza City. Gaza Strip is under a total communications blackout, which is why it's so hard to get all, uh, to get any of this information out. The Arab League chief calls for immediate ceasefire in Gaza, and the uh, UN chief has also called for uh, some sort of humanitarian pause, especially outraged at the refugee camp bombing. It's happened twice, bombed two times. This is a, a contingent of Israeli soldiers that were all in a tank that was blown up uh, by Hamas, possibly in that video that we saw earlier. And uh, none of them are accounted for at this point, as far as I understand. Hundreds of foreigners, including Americans, have been allowed to exit Gaza into Egypt for the first time. This story at Infowars.com. The IDF has said it it is in close quarters combat. Early Wednesday, uh, the figure rose to 13 Israeli soldiers killed. Again, just we just don't have a number. The death toll, death toll amongst Gazans approaches 9,000. And the EU's top diplomat, Joseph Borrell, has lashed out at Israel's airstrikes and massive civilian casualties, saying he is, quote, appalled by the high number of casualties following the bombing of Israel by Israel of the Jabalia refugee camp. It's been struck twice, and one day after the initial massive attack, which had killed at least 52 Palestinians, according to the Gaza Health Ministry. However, the Rafah crossing into Egypt has been opened for the first time since the attacks began, and hundreds of foreigners have been allowed to exit Gaza and escape uh, the prison of death that Israel is uh, keeping the Palestinians in. Of course, it's not just Gaza. MideastMonitor.com has this story today. The other mass displacement, while eyes are on Gaza, settlers advance on West Bank herders. Shortly after, Israeli settlers threatened to kill them if they did not leave. 24 Palestinian households, totaling 141 people, half of whom are children, were displaced from the Kirbat Sanuta in western and southern West Bank. Families dismantled about 50 residential and animal structures and vacated the area with their 5,000 livestock. The Office of Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs previously documented settler attacks in the community, most recently on the 12th, 21st, and 26th of October. About two-thirds of the families that compromise this community are now displaced. So again, how can this be a war against Hamas alone when Hamas does not have a presence in the West Bank and yet hundreds of West Bank Gazans or uh, West Bank Palestinians are being driven out by 
the settlers, settlers, the colonizers from Israel. Israel bombs a series of ancient holy sites as war officially enters its third week. Sunday would prove one of the deadliest days in Gaza since hostilities began. And, of course, we showed you earlier the Christian uh, Catholic church shaking as a missile lands nearby. That story from uh, justicereport.news. Times of Israel reports that protest leaders and ex-security chiefs are stepping up their calls for Netanyahu to resign amid this war. After a period of political moderation, critics say Netanyahu is not fit or capable to lead the country during war. Leaders of the judicial overhaul protest movement, as well as former senior security officials, have in recent days ramped up their criticism of the government and called for Prime Minister Netanyahu to resign after a period of relative political moderation in the immediate aftermath of the October 7th atrocities perpetrated by Hamas. So he is facing uh, massive internal pressure as people are not happy with what's going on. And we've showed you how the, you know, protesters, the pro-Palestinian Jews in Israel are being treated by their own military government. But remember, this is the, this is the only do- democracy in the Middle East. We have to support them because they're the only democracy, and democracy and freedom have to survive. But if you're an Israeli Jew and you contradict the government, then they will slam you to the ground and uh, beat you ruthlessly. But hey, cost of freedom, right? Just brutal, utterly and completely brutal. And of course, we showed you the videos of not just former military commanders, but regular citizen is, citizens in Israel excited for the coming genocide, saying, you know, once we take care of Hamas, then it'll be easy to kill everybody else. And apparently, Lindsey Graham agrees. Civilian casualties in Gaza don't matter, according to Senator Bloodfeast. He insists no amount of Palestinian deaths should make the should make Washington put the brakes on Israel. They say the U.S. should stand by Israel in its campaign against Hamas, no matter how heavy a toll it takes on the civilian population in Gaza. Senator Lindsey Graham has argued he likened Israel's military operation against the militants to the Allies' struggle against Nazi Germany and Japan in World War II. Even though it's just absolutely nothing like that, but sure, I guess you know in the past. Uh, mass murder happened, so now mass murder is good. That's how it works, right? I mean, in the past, mass murder occurred, and instead of abhorring and avoiding that, it now gives us an excuse to just keep doing it. Wonderful. Isn't that nice? Horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Graham noted that Israel does not need to, quote, be smart by trying to limit civilian casualties. The lawmaker also called for the delivery of humanitarian aid to areas that protect the innocent. Well, what do you mean? Are there even innocent people? You're trying to kill all of them. Once again, I'm advocating for a special operation to airdrop Senator Lindsey Graham into Iran. I don't know if we need to, I don't know if, uh, you know, whitehouse.org, like if we can get a petition going, I don't know how many signatures we need, but I'll pay for the ticket. I'm willing to pony up. To have old Lindsey Graham trussed up like a hog and dropped out of a bombing bay of an Air Force plane flying over Tehran. I think that would save a lot more lives than bombing children in Gaza. However, we are continuing to get involved and continuing to provide cover for Israel. White House in discussions with Israel on deploying U.S. troops to Gaza. 
On Tuesday, Bloomberg reported that the United States and Israeli government are in active discussions regarding the deployment of U.S. troops to Gaza as an act to act as an occupying force after Israel's planned crushing of the Palestinian resistance, saying the U.S. and Israel are exploring options for the future of the Gaza Strip, including the possibility of a multinational force that may involve American troops. So, yeah, they'll use our wealth and blood uh, for their own gain. They're very happy to make that agreement, and so is Anthony Blinken. And sure, they're in discussions, but they're also just doing it. U.S. sends 300 more troops to the Middle East, raising total to 1,200. The U.S. will deploy 300 additional troops to the Middle East following several new attacks on U.S. and coalition forces in Iraq and Syria, the Pentagon has announced. They're being deployed to undisclosed locations outside of Israel for staging, I'll add. Of course, it does seem like they are expecting this to spiral out into a wider world war with the German defense chief saying the public must get used to the possibility of war in Europe. Almost as if World War III has already begun. Not just that, but yesterday a memo went out to the Marines canceling their uh, annual ball later in November. Dated 31st of October, 2023. I hope this finder, uh, letter finds you in good health and high spirits. Regretfully, and with a strong sense of duty, I write to inform you of a decision that I had to make regarding the Marine Corps uh, 248th ball scheduled for the 16th of November due to unseen operational commitments and the nature of our current mission is with great regret that we must cancel this year's event. So get ready, folks. We're about to go full-fledged into World War III. It's coming. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening defeating the globalists, and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War of the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the info war. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support, but this is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? Infowars.com forward slash show.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The War Room, Infowars.com, Infowarsstore.com is where you go to support us. I'm going to go ahead and give out the number right now. I'll take your calls throughout the rest of this hour before welcoming my guest in the third. The number to dial is 1-877-789-2539, 1-877-789-2539. Uh, give us a call about whatever topic you want, things that I'm I'm missing, not covering, other stuff you think I should cover, 1-877-789-2539. That's 1-877-789-2539. You know, let's do this. I'm going to go to this video because I've had it on my list for a few days and I've never played it. And I've talked about the ability to do this sort of thing. Just if you want to be able to predict the future, just imagine like sci-fi whatever. Like just let your, your imagination come up with the most far-flung concept of surveillance or control, and you'll probably be right. Just assume that the people running this world, this country, our government, most of the corporations, are diabolically evil, and you'll be right more often than not. So this is something that you know I'd seen hinted at occasionally here or there. But I've never seen it laid out quite so thoroughly. This is clip number 18. This is the future of surveillance using AI to surveil you in real time without having to see you. Let's watch. So what they did is they had um, you know, a camera looking at a space with people in it. Um, that's sort of like coming in from one eye. The other eye is the radio signals, so sonar from the uh, Wi-Fi router. And they just learned to predict, like, this is where the human beings are. Then they took away the camera. So all the AI had was the language of radio signals bouncing around a room. And this is what they're able to reconstruct. Real-time 3D pose estimation, right? So suddenly AI has turned every Wi-Fi router into a camera that can work in the dark, specially tuned for tracking living beings. Yes, that's right. They can actually spy in real time using nothing but the radio waves coming out of your Wi-Fi router. Just imagine. That's why, I don't know, it's so funny to me when people are like, you know, they take steps to try to hide their their digital footprint or whatever and it's like sure you don't want to make it easy for them but i just assume that anything on my screen can be seen because you know it's been revealed at this point the chip companies they're embedding spying software at a level below the operating system so you know the, the people in power they have access to basically every electronic in real time if they want it they have capabilities beyond your imagination. So just keep that in mind. It's absolutely mind-blowing that this is uh, the, world that we, the world that we live in, but it is. So we're going to go out to your phone calls. Uh, well, we'll go out to your phone calls now. I was going to play this other video, but it's, it's not really important. I'd rather hear from you. But uh, it, is, it is a good video. It's, uh, do the American people trust the mainstream media? And it just illustrates how 
horrifically untrustworthy the American media is and how the vast majority of the American population totally recognizes that. And it's just another little piece of evidence that we are in fact winning. The awakening is happening. People understand now how thoroughly co-opted and manipulated the mainstream media is. They just need to know that there are people telling the truth out there. Infowars.com, band.videos, where you can find them. And you can actually glean the truth from the lies if you know how to you know, parse through a article or news segment. It's a good video, but it's five minutes long, and I'd rather uh, talk to the audience here. And I know Johnny in Denmark called in yesterday. I wasn't able to get to him, so let's go now to line number one. Johnny in Denmark, you want to talk about Greg Reese's video, World War Three or Three World Wars to Usher in One World Religion. You say you've done some extra research on that. Go ahead, Johnny. You're on the air. Oh, hi, Ian Harrison. Congratulations on doing another great job. Um, yeah, no, I did some self-country research on it, and uh, I, in general, um, I, uh, I, I, I like the documentary, uh, as I have generally have uh, Reese's Pieces, as I like calling them, uh, continuously since we <laughs> uh, started uh, producing uh, the documentaries for InfoWars. Mm. Uh, but um, there, there, was, there was a little problem with it, um, a couple of little problems with it. Uh, even though he was aptly uh, cautious of the authenticity of Pike's allegedly 1871 alleged letter to Giuseppe Mazzini, um, he did not uh, really probe um, the possibility that it was not an 1871 letter at all. Uh, in fact, I, in my research, I wasn't able to find any references to it uh, earlier than 1950. And even so, even if it were 1950, it's still kind of impressive but kind of in an Alex Jones sort of way, uh, that someone did their research and figure out the patterns that were going on, you know, read the relevant papers, and, you know, reached some conclusions. So even for a 1950s letter, it's okay regardless of who wrote it. But that was a, a, a nearly um, fatal flaw in it. Not fatal because he did qualify it by saying regardless of when it was written, it was prophetic. But remember, it was probably written uh, in or about the 1950s. Other thing is... Um, the uh, there seems to be a a, a, a widespread belief that, uh, and I know you don't necessarily subscribe to this, but a lot of Infowars even callers um, subscribe to this, and I'd c- kind of like to put it to rest about uh, Freemasonry being inherently evil. I mean, to say that Freemasonry is inherently evil is like saying that. Americanism is inherently evil. If one were to have no knowledge of history and take a look at Freemasonry now and how it's been infiltrated, sure, one could say that. But one could say the same thing about the U.S. right now. And that's why it's very important for them to, to um, uh, divorce us from our history so we don't know the principles on which things started and we're just, you know, if you don't um, stand for any something, you'll fall for anything. But uh, a friend of mine who's a 33rd degree Freemason, and by the way, a big InfoWars fan, and uh, would happily, he told me, uh, appear as an InfoWars guest or guest host or whatever, um, uh, sent me a, uh, a documentary. Uh, titled Origins of the Freemasons, available, believe it or not, on uh, YouTube. And it's from the City of Allen, spelled A-L-L-E-N-A-C-T-V. And it's by a gentleman, Kevin Maine, who is a um, historian of Freemasonry, 
for over 20 years and a Freemason for only 10 years. Uh, it's actually 11 or 12 years. Um, and uh, he points out certain things about Freemasonry that are very important uh, to keep things in balance. First of all, more than 16% of the signers of the Declaration of Independence and more than 33% of the signers of the Constitution were, in fact, Freemasons. Yeah. Including George Washington, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, of course, uh, and, 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 their, and their symbols grace our our money and and um, even you know all over Washington D.C. No, it's it's a it's an interesting topic, and I, and I think the reason people uh, get so uncomfortable with it is like what JFK said in his famous speech, where he said, "We are a, a free society, and we abhor secrecy." And it's the fact that they're secret, and some of their um, processes are secret, that just rubs a lot of people the wrong way, including myself. Last year, we put this book out, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself for the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. Infowars.com forward slash show. Harrison Smith invites you to the war room, the command center in the battle for clarity and truth. Welcome back, folks. We'll go directly out to your phone calls once again. Maybe not directly. Before I do, I do want to remind you to go to InfoWarsStore.com. And look, we make it incredibly easy for you to support InfoWars. We aren't just asking for you know your money and then we give you information in return. The information is free. This entire organization is powered by InfoWarsStore.com where you can go to get an incredible product like BrainForce Ultra, which is one of my favorites. And again, the bottle is uh, the bottle's pretty small. I got the bottle here. It doesn't look like much. 48 servings in this one little bottle. This is like a month and a half if you take it every day. And it uh, breaks down, especially with the big discount now, to just negligible. Negligible, like 50 cents, less than 50 cents uh, per dose, which when you understand that it has the same power and impact of something like a $5 energy drink, you realize the incredible savings that you can get by replacing an energy drink or a you know large coffee every day with uh, brain force ultra you could save like 100 bucks a month depending on how often you go out to to get a coffee or something like that uh, and it's incredibly powerful again just because of the natural supplements that we isolate and combine to get the incredibly powerful energy and uh, focus and mental clarity that comes from Brain Force Ultra, just like Brain Force Plus, but even better. 
I also am a huge proponent of Down and Out. Down and Out is 40% off right now. That's the liquid sleep support formula. And both of these are sort of the liquid version of the uh, capsules that we have, right? We have Knockout, which are the capsules, and we have Brain Force Plus, which are the capsules. These are a little bit different. They're not exactly the same, but they're uh, in liquid form, which means not only do they absorb even better, but you can also sort of tailor it to exactly how much you need. If you really need to get to sleep fast, you can take a little bit more. If you just uh, feel like you're going to nod off anyway, but could use that extra help sleeping through the night, then you can do half a dropper. You can really get exactly what you need out of all these products at InfoWarsLife, InfoWarsStore.com. And of course, best of all, it is a true 360 win, and you're keeping us on the air and in the fight under relentless and continuous attack. And people wonder, and people wonder why I champion the uh, Palestinians in this. I know how it feels. Not really, and I don't want to make light of it. But honestly, we are under uh, just continual attack from a million different directions. The stuff you know about that's in public, it doesn't even doesn't even come close to the amount of stuff that's going on uh, behind the scenes, again, on a continual basis. So I really appreciate your support at InfoWarsStore.com and encourage you to double down on your support. Or if you've never tried any of these products, go now and try some of the most powerful products available on the market today at incredible prices at InfoWarsStore.com. That's InfoWarsStore.com. With that, I want to go to uh, Joe in New Jersey. Joe in New Jersey is the host of Connect Those Dots podcast, where I did a very long interview last week, got published on Monday. Rumble was having some some trouble getting it up, um, but you can now watch it on Rumble by going to Connect Those Dots or follow Joe on Twitter at Connect Those, at Connect Those on Twitter. And I'll go ahead and uh, retweet this post now, so just in case uh, you want to just go to my uh, account and, and see the video there, we did a a long and very fun interview. Uh, thanks for calling in, Joe. Harrison, you truly are a gentleman, bro. And, uh, yeah, we had a great interview. And I'm so glad, uh, like, what you're talking about and your your content as of late has really been uh, pretty top-notch when it comes to this Middle East issue. And we talked a lot about that on the podcast. And a thing that we, we didn't touch but I think is probably the most critical point of it and the most dot connecting aspect of it of where it's really going to lead for the end game all this rhetoric all this justifying genocide all of uh these type of keywords of cleansing and the the rhetoric from uh netanyahu invoking biblical uh eradication and all of this stuff this is setting the precedent on a global scale for people around the world to accept genocide, to put their hands in their pockets and watch a group of people get destroyed. So this is like the test case, just like the COVID was the test run for the global pandemic and how we're going to galvanize all the world to obey us with the global pandemic. And all it's going to take to come to America, and because we see with, with Hillary Clinton's recent rhetoric and all the talk about killing Donald Trump, we've seen this time and time again. We know that this pot has been boiling for a long time, Harrison. It's about to boil over, especially when you hear Hillary Clinton talking about deprogramming camps. That's similar rhetoric to cleansing the Palestinians and uh, good versus evil, because 
really, what's the programming? It's your mindset. It's you, it's you being an info warrior. It's you being awake to the new world order. That's the real programming is your existence. So deprogramming just means eradicating that which they do not like by any means necessary. And when we're seeing all the genocide being justified in the Middle East, this is the global test to psychologically, whatever you want to call it, Hegelian dialectic, moving the Overton window, uh, moving the goalpost. This is how they are going to set the table. The eugenicists, all the people talking about depopulation, I mean, that's it. We're seeing the tea leaves. I, I totally agree, and yeah, bringing up COVID is a great parallel. Uh, the, the dehumanization, the radicalization, where you had regular Americans advocating for their fellow Americans to be put in camps, to be fired from their job, to be denied health care. You look around and thinking, what could have driven you to this? And now they're taking it even farther, where they've got Americans like Lindsey Graham saying, civilians, murder them all. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many we kill. And that's, again, yeah, I just, I see the writing on the wall. I see the way that they could take this same level of outrage and they could do a false flag attack, blame the Trump wars. We saw it on January 6th, but they could do another one to, to an even greater degree. And look, they call Hamas Nazis. They call us Nazis. Like, how do you not see a parallel with this where they're dehumanizing their enemies so that they can eradicate them? I mean, that's what's happening in Gaza. And I don't think that we're so far removed from that that we couldn't come under a, a you know, similar type of uh, situation here. I, I completely agree, Joe, and it's very troubling, isn't it? Yeah, they call them terrorists. They call us terrorists. You, Alex says it all the time. You know, what do they call terrorists here in America? That, that A person that doesn't want to chop off their son's penis. A person mm-hmm. that doesn't want to get forced vaccinated. A person that doesn't like open borders. So, and they use the same tactic all the time, just like 9-11, just like January 6th. Every time you hear people talking about this Israeli conflict, October 7th was the worst, October 7th, October 7th. It's going to be the same exact thing. All it's going to take is some sort of false flag attack, and then they can use the atrocity propaganda to jam it down everybody's throats, just like George Floyd. They could have another, they're waiting, they're salivating so that they can have another George Floyd so that they can pop off more stuff going on here. 100%. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And just to emphasize what you're saying from post-millennial today, Biden admin refuses to classify agitators making violent anti-Semitic threats as domestic terrorists, but that's because people are advocating for that. Now, obviously, if you make threats, I think, you know, you, you've uh, gone a step too far. There are limits uh, to the, the First Amendment. You can't actively threaten people uh, because that's just how you get uh, chaos. But the fact is that they want to basically like they want to do extreme things like bomb Gaza to rubble. And if you speak out against it, they say you're the extremist. You're an anti-Semitic Nazi terrorist. And uh, suddenly you're in the same uh, boat as as Hamas is. Uh, despite the fact that all you're doing is advocating for the continuing survival of civilians who are uninterested in being involved in this military conflict. Now, amazing stuff. Joe from Connect Those Dots podcast. Again, his latest uh, episode is yours truly, and you can find it on Twitter by going to at Connect Those, at Connect Those, and watch our uh, very fun uh, interview where we talk a lot about anime, believe it or not. Very different than the show that you see here. So go check that out. Thanks so much for calling in, Joe. More of your calls on the other side. Don't go anywhere, folks. Why do you think?
think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the Public Health Service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, folks. We'll go directly out to your calls again. Just want to emphasize what uh, Joe from Connect Those Dots was saying. Now, we've seen this play before, we've seen this done before. October 7th is just the new 9-11. It doesn't mean that 9-11 wasn't a tragedy. It doesn't mean that thousands of people didn't die. Obviously, they did. Obviously, it was an attack on our homeland that killed thousands of innocent people, and that's deplorable. That doesn't mean it gave us carte blanche to bomb the hell out of the Middle East for the next 20 years, kill half a million people, and bankrupt ourselves. That's nonsense. That's complete insanity, and yet people are falling for the exact same playbook, hook, line, and sinker. And it's just giving all of the worst people in the world all of the excuse they need to crack down on free speech. Crack, I mean, it was story after story, right? APAC going after uh, Representative Nass, uh, Massey. Here's, a, here's an insane – and we'll go out to call, so I, I won't even bother showing you the video. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow in a full, full sort of way. But clip number five is Met Police, and we can just play it as background here. Met police have turned up in the dead of night to arrest a gentleman in front of his distraught wife. This was in the UK. And they're arresting a guy because he said disparaging things about immigrants, right? They have uh, these types of laws in the UK where if you tell uh, an immigrant that he should go back to his home country, you can be arrested. And this man is arrested for 
saying that he didn't like that there were a bunch of Palestinians waving Palestinian flags, which is crazy because from The Guardian two weeks ago, waving a Palestinian flag may be a criminal offense, Braverman tells police. Yeah, Suela Braverman, the secretary, the home secretary, I guess, says waving a Palestinian flag or singing a chant advocating freedom for Arabs in the region may be a criminal offense in the UK. So this is the type of totalitarian madness that's being allowed because of this conflict, that you can both make it illegal to wave a Palestinian flag and illegal to say that you don't like that somebody's waving a Palestinian flag. You can arrest people for supporting Palestine and arrest people for not supporting Palestine. The takeaway is the government has increased powers to do whatever the hell they want to whoever the hell they want because of this conflict 5,000 miles away. And that's what we're trying to avoid here. It's complete. I mean, that's insa- that is insanity. That is complete insanity. Okay. So let's go out to the phone calls in the order they've been received. We can keep the comments short, then we can get to as many as possible. We'll go first to John in Florida. Thanks for calling in. John, you're on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Mr. Smith. Yes. Well, it's a pleasure to talk to the great commenta- uh, commentarist, uh, Harrison Smith. And I just want to ask you, how's your new addition doing, Harrison? Pretty good. You know, there's been a bit of a bit of sickness uh, hanging around our house recently, but uh, she's she's getting better. Thank you very much for asking. She was she was a very adorable uh, uh, friar tuck to uh, my son's Robin Hood. So was... I hear you. I hear you. Well, look, I left a recorded message on the producers radio uh, show line. I want you to play it for Owen. I'm praying for him, and I I wrote a, uh, I mean, I didn't write it, but I just changed some lyrics to, uh, instead of Johnny comes marching home, I I put it in there, when Owen comes marching home, I want you to play it to Owen and tell him I'm praying for him here. All right, thank you very much, John. Really appreciate uh, the support, and I know Owen does as well. Uh, Sitting in solitary confinement right now, and of course our prayers go out to Owen, and uh, yeah, thank you for that. Let's go now to Candace in Tennessee. You want to talk about a... Well, go ahead, Candace. What do you want to talk about today? Hey, Harrison. Yeah, and it's at Queen of the Juicy on X. Oh yeah. And I, I wanted. To, hey, I wanted to talk about our ongoing eugenics experiment, which is illegal, especially for those of us that said that we don't consent to it. And the military, the cops, the government, uh, including Trump, they've all lost any sense of authority over anybody after participating in the crimes against humanity genocide and lockdowns that were premeditated. And if college kids at Oslo put it on the Internet, May 2019, then all these supposed authority figures have had access to the information, just like me and you, to get it off the Internet. It's proof that it's all premeditated. So there's a huge power vacuum to fill where once we took the cops, the military, and our government as uh, serious entities that had some kind of control over our lives, since we survived their genocide and assault on our our minds, our bodies, our souls, they have psychological profiles on us now, and the data they've mined by doing these illegal social experiments to us so they know which one of which ones of us will resist their tyranny? They know which ones of us will continue to say no, even when they make us homeless. 
Right. In our hometown, during the pandemic of the unvaccinated, they know which ones of us will resist them. And so we're sending vaccine bingo cards to your kids. It's behavior modification, and it's total yeah. indoctrination. Death 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody should go uh, follow Queen of the Juicy on, uh, on Twitter. You're also on Weaponized News with uh, another one of our regular callers, Simon last night. So people should check out uh, that episode as well. And of course, there is some news about uh, COVID today. Uh, Fauci-run Montana Lab conducted coronavirus experiments on bats with virus shipped from Wuhan all the way back in 2018. And this appears to be, perhaps, might be one of the, or the very same lab, actually, where Lyme disease uh, first emerged. So how long has this manipulation uh, been going on. And then uh, from Gateway Pundit, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. vindicated China's top spy agency warns of gene weapons able to target specific ethnicity or race. Stuff we have been warning you about here at InfoWars for a very long time and have been called conspiracy theorists and crazy because we're reporting simply the reality of uh, scientific accomplishment in the 21st century. Thanks so much for the call, Candace, as always. Let's go to Klein BMX in Canada. Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Go ahead, Klein BMX. You're on the air. Uh, thanks, Harrison. Before I get to uh, a couple of quotes, I got the uh, uh, vitamin mineral fusion. I got the hair and beard. I got the super male vitality. And uh, last Christmas, I got the infinite focus as a gift. And the X2 has 600 doses. Right. The X2. 600. But so. Uh, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, this audience might be p- familiar with it. I, I kind of stumbled upon it, and you got to seek it out. <clears throat> it reads like a recipe. Like, I, I work in a scratch bakery. This literally reads like a recipe for destroying humanity. There's a quote. Quote, most people want to be able to subdue and or kill other human beings, which disturb their daily lives. <laughs> what? <laughs> And another quote, in order to make meaningful, computerized economic decisions about war, what? You need, hey, this audience probably already knows about this. I just stumbled upon it. If if you haven't read it, you have to read it. It's very disturbing. Yeah, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, an introductory programming manual. No, it's very disturbing. And of course... Uh, you know, it's what you just read there. It's about taking us back to like base instincts. I mean, that's what all of this is about. We as humans have higher function. We have logic. We have souls. We can uh, empathize with people that we have nothing, uh, you know, similar with. They use things like fear and anger and hatred to circumvent that and take us not advance humanity to the next high, higher level of consciousness, but degrade us back to the consciousness of an animal where it's eat or be eaten, kill or be killed. That's where they want us because that's where we're manipulatable. And psychology, whether it's on an individual basis, a small group basis, or a nationwide basis, all goes back to that very simple uh, lever that they can uh, use to manipulate uh, masses of people. It really is incredible. Thank you for that call. We'll go quickly to Jefferson in Virginia. We only about a minute left and it'll take more than a minute to cover this topic jefferson but go ahead state your uh, your thoughts please hey harrison thanks yeah if hamas cared about the civilians in gaza they would surrender no one's talking about surrender they're just talking about ceasefire mm. that that the, the bringing about of world war three is going to happen all the gazans are going to die 
in World War III. So the only way you avert that is to surrender if you cared about the civilians. Well, that's, uh, you know, certainly an argument. But what about the woman that we saw earlier that said, once we take care of Hamas, then we'll be able to, you know, take care of the rest of Gaza without uh, interference, without, uh, you know, being threatened by their arms? Well, I mean, that's pretty cold-blooded, but I'm sure she's lost a relative in the attacks, and she feels like it's vindication of of that kind of attitude. But uh, none of the Arab states are willing to take any of these Palestinians. Why is that? Uh, Well, because look at the last states that took in Palestinian refugees. They all got bombed to smithereens by uh, Israel. Look at Lebanon, 1982. That's exactly what happened. I, I don't blame them, to be honest with you. They'll just become the next target. All right, folks, we'll be back on the other side with our guest, Suleiman Ahmed. Stay with us. Uh, remember, we are listener-supported, and we've got something back in stock that everybody needs that is so good to have in your medicine cabinet sports broadcast. We've got the best 30 parts per million colloidal silver out there. It's Silver Bullet. It's at InfoWarsStore.com. And you want to support the show, plus have something in your medicine cabinet, have to give to others. It's topical. You can also take it orally. Uh, it is. It really does a lot of amazing things, anti-infection, you name it. Nothing's a silver bullet, but it's as close to a silver bullet as you're going to get. Silver bullet, back in stock, discounted, InfoWarsStore.com. And we also have Brain Force Ultra, the incredible fast-acting nootropic back in stock, 60% off part of the big sale. The new sale we've got, immune support, organic green fibers, 50% off. Those are both incredible. Vitamin D3 gummies, amazing. InfoWarsStore.com. Or 888 253 3139. 888 253 3139.